I think that stuff should be good. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I have a weird face shape. I think I can't say anything without being rude at one way or another. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those trap questions. Like, I feel like I have a weird face shape. I'm like, well, it's circular. You're calling me fat? Well, no, like... I just like you see how my cheeks are prominent. Yo. Like even when I was like barely under pounds, I also had a weird face shape. So. Well, welcome back to the Sunday Vibes podcast. This oh. episode number eight. Thanks. Um. Yeah. So the beauty about this podcast, or this episode of the podcast, is that it's been like three months since we've recorded anything. Um, and it's your host Habib Edits, and your co-host uh, and my co-host Janae, Gen B. Our ads are on the bottom here, and uh, go follow Lost Millennials on all the socials, Lost X Studios, on all of them. Um, other than that. Yeah, the recording might look a bit weird because I lost all of my settings and everything because <laughs> my computer crashed and corrupted and lost everything on that. So that was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this episode, the fun part about this one is I have made more of like a script kind of uh, slash topics I want to hit tonight. Um, and I do have two main topics. The only difference is though, Janae doesn't have any idea what these are. <laughs> I do not. Surprise. Um, I don't think she's even added to the Google Docs thing that I have here. Um, awesome. Which I should add you in the future. Remind me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> right? Um, but other than that, yeah. So I got two, two little topics here. Um, we're just going to start off with the first one, which um, is a bit of a if you want oh i guess do you want to start off with the topics or do you want to go like what's been going on um <laughs> we can start with the topics <laughs> okay uh just know that i forget when the last podcast was filmed but i was probably bald during that one and that yeah i can't remember either so i don't know how far back to recap yeah so that happened i grew my hair back out it is christmas time it's like two days away and we're here recording a podcast <laughs> well if you're joining us after that clap through the power of editing i have erased all of my mistakes on reading this news article um so our first news article comes from <laughs> you live and you learn let's go yep the first new art news article comes from abc news As clothing company Oops. is compass watch this comes from a uh, ABC News. It was published by John Hayworth on September 18, 2019. And it's about a nine-minute read, apparently, it says on ABC News. Um, the headline is, School Shooting Hoodies with Bullet Holes Land Fashion Company in Hot Water. So again, on this day of September 18, 2019, this fashion company called... Uh, what is their name? Let me get this right. Bastroy. B-A-S-T-R-O-Y. Bastroy. Um, okay. at their fashion show for their new coat spring collection for 2020 
and this line, the 2020 line, is called Samsor, Samsara. Samsara. That's the 2020 line that's being launched. And what the problem right. with that was this line showcased hoodies from four different schools, them being Sandy Hook, Columbine, Major, Majori, Stoneman, Douglas, and Virginia Tech. These four schools that, sadly, there were mass shootings at and more than 100 people passed away at each of these events. Um and yeah, so they're like they're regular school hoodies that you would get at Gildan probably or whatever brand. Doesn't really say. Um, and I don't think the company specified which brand, so and I'm sure no <laughs> no company was to associate with this. Um but yeah, so it's regular school hoodie, school hoodies with the school's name on the front, but what got the heat was a bullet holes in the hoodies. So in multiple places there are bullet holes. Um and yeah, so you know, they talked more about this. The company is called Bastroy again, which is a New York based company. Um it's a clothing company which is a self described neo native post apocalypse streetwear brand, a quoted by Pro, uh, paper magazine. Um people are appalled and asking under one circumstance, is this actually like considered art and fashion and stuff and to that point the um bastroy's co-founder brick owens said that quote sometimes life can be painfully ironic like the irony of dying violently in a place you consider to be a safe controlled environment like school we are reminded all the time of life's fragility shortness and unpredictability yet we are also reminded of its infinite potential it is a push and pull that creates the circular motion that is a circle of life nirvana is the goal we hope to reach through the meditation and health practices that counter our destructive habits samsara is a cycle we must transcend to reach nirvana all right so owens reportedly told nbc however that bass troy quote wanted to make a comment on gun violence and the type of gun violence that needs to be preventative and what what its origins are we are while also empowering the survivors of tragedy through storytelling in the clothes um yeah uh, yeah and then their other co-founder Dieter Grams or Du Grams said mm -hmm. to quote we are making violent violent statements that's for you to know who we are so we can have a voice in the market but eventually that voice will say things that everyone can wear so that's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of information just thrown at us so let's I guess go one by one yeah. into this Okay. Um, again, that was more of my summary that I wrote from the ABC News article. It's linked in the description below if you ever want to go read it for yourself. I say go do read it if I just in case I missed anything, which is probably the truth. I didn't go into any detail on this, um, and I probably screwed up the quotes here and there, anyways. So again, <laughs> you know, not a professional reporter, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, so again, so they had hoodies. They had hoodies at this streetwear fashion show from four schools that in that had these horrific events that were school shootings, mass shootings, um, where too many children, if that, like children in general, were passed away, and because of that, 
um, it's just like whoa so it was obviously shocking to everyone that attended yeah what do you make of this dude I don't I don't know I just as you were saying in this and this as we've been talking about this this time um I just been kind of like thinking over my head like because at first I was like wow okay that's not necessary but then I was like okay you understand um you know fashion's a form of expression and they're trying to make a statement which um, a lot of us, especially people our generation, agree with that, you know, there's, we want an end to gun violence. And, you know, school was a place that we were safe and now we, we're not. Um, it, it could just as easily be like, in my, is my school next? Am, am I next? You know, kind of conversation, which is very scary to think about. And so I get trying to push that statement. It's a very scary one to do. It's very extreme. It's very out there. Um, but it's not exactly an e- easy conversation to have to begin with. But at the same time, I think that there might be a better way to go. Like, it's a, it's a good, it's good in theory, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know, because also with fashion, you're saying that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like... You're normalizing it can, it's it. something that can be yeah it's something that can be normalized interesting which you don't want to make that like a take it like thing like it should be shocking it shouldn't be like oh yeah this right. is a thing that happens right. deal with it move on it's no it's it should be shocking it should be a conversation to have but i don't think it should be a thing for fashion okay personally no of course and i agree with you on this um the approach they took was very drastic was very dynamic and very disruptive um and again their co-founder du grams he told the new york times that they're there to make a violent statement and they are there so they have a voice in the market quote unquote um but then he also agrees with like he also goes back and says but eventually that voice will say things that everyone can wear so again yeah, of course you want to like, you know, take public stuff or, you know, take like these um, tragedies, what have you, right? And and these fake things and you want to put them on a shirt and you want to profit from it, right? Which as someone who wants to make apparel and wants to make a clothing brand from their own company, right? I find that very disgusting. Yeah, making profit from a tragedy is yeah unless a hundred percent of this profit is going strictly to the survivors or um, strictly to foundations that help these kids help other kids you know or help these schools rebuild yeah like the money for this is funding something yeah and the communities that they help rebuild i i find this very disgusting in general um and yeah that's the end of that again i'm gonna play devil's advocate at this point now but those those are my honest opinions now i'm Mm -hmm. playing devil's advocate saying or i'm gonna ask the question of when's a tragedy um or what's the difference between art like painting and stuff drawing and art on fat like on um clothes right because they're both considered art right expression Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I've I'm not sure if I've actually seen any um, depictions of these shootings, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like people actually drawing out or painting out these events. Mm-hmm. So at first, when I think of a tragedy, right, my mind would go, and if I'm thinking like paintings of tragedies um, or big events like that, I would think like um, the French Revolution and stuff, right? How people went back and painted these sceneries that they remember. Um, so what's the difference between that and having something like this you know, which takes that point in time, encapsulates it, and further pushes history, I guess. Or is it valued as a historical, right? Like, um, or is it just like them trying to make a quick buck and them not really thinking about what they're doing and them being a bit more selfish, like, hey, if we do this, we will get headlines read on us, right? And then also where where does that boundary lies like when is it okay to do this right i think they asked themselves that um before they went ahead and did this and the answer obviously was it's not okay right now it won't be okay in the next 10 years you know to make such a statement to make such a piece and i think that's exactly why they pushed it out but it was very disturbing when i read this I was very like taken aback like yeah that is a way to go about it you know that is a way yeah. to push through and and try getting your name out there yeah. well I mean kind of going back to your question I mean art isn't exactly a black and white it's very gray Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times when it comes to art, you have to ask the question, um, where's the line, if there's a line? Because mm-hmm. um, when it comes to wearing art as opposed to creating an art to share, there's a little bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I'm not exactly an expert, so this is just coming from an amateur point of view. But a lot of art that's created, like painting, we're going to go with. Um, it's something that's memorialized. It's, it's an experience that we can all look at and share. Um, and they're typically put on a platform to share and depict a time. Now, where if everyone's wearing it, I feel like that's a little, whatever you put on your body is your is how you express it. Mm-hmm. your expression um, I don't know I mean you answered it earlier right like it's disgusting because it's norm- It's being normalized yeah it's I don't I don't quite know how to ex- like I don't know how to, I don't quite know how to explain what I'm trying to say that's what I'm saying I feel like that's why it's taking because like longer. so I'm gonna I'm gonna say 9-11 just because mm-hmm. a lot of people make memorials a lot of people make art and things like that to um, share a moment that happened it's very sensitive to this to our country mm-hmm. um, and it's it's in a form of remembrance mm-hmm um, but I've never seen clothing made of made of that moment. Um, don't even know what could, how you could even. Um, but it, it, I feel like I don't know. It's 
or even the never forget stuff right the tagline that we yeah. have like it, de- you it, it, it really depends on what message you're trying to put to the, the image yeah like how are you depicting this moment how are you um sent have the way that you are sending this message but is again, important when it comes to art even if we have a never forget shirt right that doesn't have the plane flying through the world trade center it doesn't have the world trade center crumbling or falling on it right mm-hmm. nothing like that is being sold i'm comparing this to the bullet holes right mm-hmm. that are on these i feel like that's just the wrong approach and i feel like everyone knows this right so i feel like we're just yeah you know just tossing <laughs> like water into the ocean at this point because these yeah. i feel like these guys know it's wrong too and I, I, what really took me i think that's why i really i like i noticed uh, um i made note of you know uh do graham's quote to the new york times that they are there to make a violent statement and you know that is so they have a voice and a bigger a bigger voice in the market so i guess this i guess right. that's like more of like a dead end story at that point where it's like oh you know it's just some guys who are you know just trying to get the fastest way to either um get on the map right get on the radar of these bigger companies yeah. and get signed to yeah, these bigger like it companies and this is just what it sounds like, is they're trying to get a bigger name yeah. from this. And like you said, um, it seems more of a profit, mm-hmm. a personal fro- profit. It's not something to benefit something. It's not something going towards something, per se. 100%. Um, so it doesn't feel right at all. Yeah. So in, like, I'm going to, so in the past, or actually more recently in the, like, the last two, three days, um, I'm actually going to go through like the whole thread of podcasts and stuff I've been like reading and I'm sorry, following and hearing um, to the point where I got to this podcast that I'm about to talk about. So I'm going to quote the founders podcast, right? Uh, Or the founders hour. It is a, oops, sorry about that. It is a podcast on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, um, hosted by two guys, Pat and Posh, who sit down with founders. I'm not reading anything, um, but I remember, if I remember their intro correctly, I've watched, I've heard like three of them, <laughs> three full like hour and a half episodes in the last two days. So I, it's kind of fresh. Um, and they sit down with founders from a board of different like avenues who have founded companies, successful companies who have sold them, who have successful businesses that have made lots of money and they're very respectful in their field. Um, And so these guys sit down with these people. Now, how I found out about them is because I've been stalking Mark Merrill, (laughs) who Mm -hmm. is the co-founder of a riot, which creates league of legends and how I got, Mm -hmm. how I ever knew about Mark Merrill is because I don't play league of legends, but I'm really into the esports scene on the yeah. other side and um i was listening to the nade shot uh self-made podcast so after having him on the self-made podcast i was listening to him and this guy's iq is like off the chain right like he talks such elegantly so elegantly he has such a fast vocabulary but he's always very um 
uh, he's always talking to a point, right? He always knows what point he's talking to, and um, and all that. So again, so going back, I saw the Nate Chat podcast. I saw Mark Merrill was a big fan of Mark Merrill. How he's bec- so how he wants to be a leader. How he's trying to develop that. How he's trying to change the culture at his company. How the company was founded. All that stuff. I was a really big fan because having yeah. a startup. Um, myself here trying to get that going and and trying to re- figure out what kind of leader I want to be in turn and, and how I want to lead this group or any other group right in the future um, I need to do my research and and the only research is the only thing I have available to me is to look up to these guys who have already done it right these leaders who are already you know out there doing it Um so again, followed him from the Nature podcast. I was like, "Cool, what else is he in?" I've watched a few other interviews here and there, um, and then I found the Founder Hour. Now, from the Founder Hour, his episode was really great. I loved it. Um, but then, continuing from continuing from his episode, one of their most recent episodes were with this guy. Oh God, I'm such a bad person. Um, <laughs> what is his name? Paimon Rath. Paimon Rath. Paimon Rath. He is one of the co-founders okay. of Mad Happy, which is a brand that is a clothing brand, right? I believe recently got funding or bought by Louis Vuitton, and they're one of like the flagship names under them now. Um. But yeah, so this brand is a complete opposite of this Bastroy brand that we have here. Um, the Mad Happy um, is about hey, just being mad happy. I think that's like their whole thing, right? It's like a high-end, a more high-end brand about clothing and stuff that promotes this um, awareness for mental health. You know, um, they not only make products like clothing, hoodies, jackets, all the good stuff, but they also do um, video content for for this stuff, promoting and doing charities for all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's that was my tie. You know, I'm sorry it took like ten minutes to get the tie in. <laughs> you did, you did. But that's where my train of thought was coming from. Um, and again, I recommend all those podcasts: the Nate Shot um, podcast, Self Made, and the Founder Hour. Um, but I think this is a very good like um, direction to take or segue to me wanting to figure out what the heck I'm doing <laughs> as like a leader. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I think that's at the end of the day, I think that's it. Um I don't know, man. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to figure out who I want to be and how I want to lead. Um, and I'm also trying to figure out how I can best utilize the people around me who want to help me on my goals or with my goals, want to work with me, um, and how to get the most potential out of them so they they have the best. Yeah. So you come to mind. I'm like. How can I best use her set of skills to to help projects go? The, the no skills that I have. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I've I've been doing it all. Been listening to the podcasts. 
I've been reading up books um, from other entrepreneurs and and founders. Um, mm-hmm. Right on my nightstand, I still have Creativity Inc. created by the founder um, of Pixar. So he's talking in the book about early Pixar, how it got formed, what happened. Um, and then he goes on to talk about his time at Pixar, what he learned through it all, how he became, how he learned to be a manager, how he learned to manage all these people, how he learned every little thing can affect company culture, especially when you're like the number one company in your field. Um, and all that, man. I mean, it's just, it's wild. It, it really is wild. I've, and I think sure. like, the more I learn, the more I'm at square one kind of thing. So I really like, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that that's that. Um, but again, I really, really like the fact that I'm able, I, I found Mark Merrill, that going back to that. Um, he seems to me like the kind of person I want to be in terms of a leader. And, and I think I'm going to go more that route. But he talks about going and doing like all these um, uh, CEO like retreats and stuff, you know, like them going out, having workshops and stuff about why? What? Oh, okay. Having different workshops and stuff. Oh, sorry. My sister entered the room. So I was like, what's going on? She's like, you're too loud. You need to shut the fudge up. <laughs> <laughs> so if I do be whispering, I be whispering. But no, so I want to propose a question to you, right? The other okay. day I had a conversation with one of the coffee shops owners that I go to, right? Oh well, yeah. He newly started his coffee shop like a year ago. And um, you know, I started talking to him and it was like a two hour conversation about everything in life, everything that's happened, right? And I was really talking to him about business and what he's learned, what he's gone and done, and um, all that stuff. And he recommended me good books about it. Um, he recommended me, he gave me some good advice on stuff. Um, and he was like, more like reassuring the stuff that I already knew. Talking yeah. about how being a business owner or being an entrepreneur especially of a startup or something like this um, is going to get very lonely. He said, he said specifically that um, he has been, you know, I talked to him about that and you know, this I've, I've had to miss a ton of events, a ton of hanging out time with my friends, my family, even um, because I want to make sure the thing I'm doing is, you know, a hundred percent good. Yeah, and he was just reminding me of that. I mean, you could you could say from first, you could recall from firsthand, right? Like, I'm not able to really um, go out and hang out as much as I want to. I think like ninety percent of the time, you're working on a project or you're by yourself trying to come up with ideas or put something together so that we can get together and you know make a product or something. Um, that's if you're not already working. So, but I mean, there's no tough feelings to it though. Like everybody, I think everybody in a friend group like knows like, okay, you're trying to do your thing. 
start something basically out of nothing and you know build build this whole platform that could one day be something so big that we can all just you know and like just being a part of it and like you know trying to jump on these projects and i'm like i have no idea like hubby's on this level and i'm over here trying to figure out how to use a camera like yeah i mean so a good example of this is i mean you talked about me going like 10 different projects per hour um yeah if you look at our inboxes and if you look at the emails i've sent janae it would have to be like three or four emails within the same two hour span but all four emails would be about a different project oh they're all totally different and they have different docu documents attached to them (laughs) so i'm like popping them all open trying to like oh you're talking oh no this is this is the other one but this is at this time this one oh no but this one and this one are going on and then we also we're doing this one but this one's going on in the background of these yeah (laughs) yeah so that's the crazier part if you look at it it's like i want to do these projects right but i also said janae like full-on treatments full-on resources that i want to use full-on even scripts sometimes that i'm like working on and and yeah so i can only understand how overwhelming that it gets but i mean i think that's my i haven't achieved anything really with with my startup here i guess um it's not even a startup honestly it's just like a company that i i started i believe it becomes a startup if i actually get investors and funding seed funding and and, uh, first rounds and everything like that which i really am interested into seeing how that goes but i also don't know the market for that um and how much investing that you could drum up for a production company right don't really know how that works or how that would work um because not only are you getting investment from these guys you have to have a way to distribute this content and i think investors will only pay if you already have like a platform or a following built up yeah so i really don't i really can't grasp that just yet um but yeah going back to the like isolation part or like you know missing out stuff um everyone's going to talk about it i think even gary v talks about it um in some of his posts where he's like no one talks about the entrepreneurs that don't make it or all the entrepreneurs that are going through depression and are sad as fuck um quote unquote right Mm -hmm. um our sad boys Uh yeah and (laughs) dude i got added to a sad boy group chat on twitter and i never like talked to anyone about it but it's filled with like all these photographers and stuff and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing here but cool and it's like the complete opposite of a sad boy chat it's like everyone being super uplifting and like talking really nicely about each other and it just doesn't make any sense to me i'm like I guess we're not well, yeah, sad boys. Yeah, because we're a bunch of sad boys. So it's like if we're a bunch of sad boys together, let's lift each other up. Yeah, I guess all the negatives contradict and like turn into positives. Yeah, there's already enough inner negativity. Yeah, I think that's what like depressed people are, though, right? Like, there's the depressed kind of person that's like depressed outwardly as well, 
and then there's a I don't ever met someone who's actually depressed inward and expresses depression outward. Yeah. Um you can even look at famous people, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um so on and so forth. Like they were people that we thought were generally happy, always spread positivity, always spread kindness, but in reality they're finding demons. So yeah, a lot of depressed people don't like it. so that's like a thing, like no one's really walking around like a sad boy. Yeah. And honestly, when Robin Williams passed, I felt... I, I, uh, when you when you listen, when I heard it, I was like, oh, snap. This guy who's brought joy to so many people, right? Um, or even um, Chester um, Bennington. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he took his own life but he was at a moment in life that it was very positive everyone around him thought he was beating his demons he was on top for a very long time and then one day he just took his own life and those um, I guess like instances or I guess those stories resonated with me a little because I was like dude everyone who's depressed or everyone who's you know sad boy we're all and i'm even like that we're like i'm always nice and stuff on the outside right i'm always you know making sure other people are like a hundred percent chill and that's really all to it <laughs> so it's like i think that's like a decoy for myself that i use honestly i can't speak for others but i would use it for myself because i know from facts right um as a distraction i guess yeah and like it's just it's it's just easier mm-hmm. honestly because a lot of times people do say like oh Janae's just so happy to be there like she's always just I'm always so positive and I was like well yeah because I if I don't show it or push for it then it kind of gets to you a little bit more so it's kind of a way to push yourself through it like if I show positivity, then I'll feel positivity. As, you know, and every person's different, of course, how they get with it. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know where we were. Just a couple of sad boys on talking a, about on a pot. being I don't know isolated, trying to be creators. Yeah, and I think creators in general are very, excuse me, are very isolated because. Like you mentioned earlier, I'm always very alone trying to come up with these ideas. And if you're always working and coming up with ideas, you kind of don't want to get distracted. So you kind of push yourself towards isolation a bit more. Mm. And if that time doesn't work out and you're not able to get, you know, the work done that you planned out to do, you get more frustrated with yourself. So you go down that hole a bit more. Again, yeah. speaking from personal experience here, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really that end of it. I, I don't know where I was going with this whole tangent. About being a creator, um, how you start the company Lost Millennials, where you're trying to become your own leader. Um, it, when you started it, you felt isolation. Yeah. That's part of being a part of that because you're trying to focus all your energy towards the company. Yeah, I think that's where and I was building going. off the ground. Yeah, dude, did I tell you? All right, so 
coming to a happier point. All right. Let me just type this into the description notes real quick because I can write a proper description. Memory loss problems. All right. Now I'm writing that oh in my God. description. Me all the time. Okay, look, this is what happened. So recently we just had our family dinner. We have this annual family dinner um, between mm-hmm. our friends and I, for everyone listening. It's about seven of us mainly who are within the family who are a very tight-knit group of friends. Um, like we've known each other for years, since high school. Yeah, at least since high school. For most of us, right. we're like oh, still middle, middle school. school, sixth grade, at least. Yeah. We've known at least one other person. I don't think I've known anyone since elementary school in that group. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so pretty tight-knit group Ooh. of people. So we have, again... Since high school graduation, I've made it a must for everyone. It's just so we stick through and, you know, we're still there for each other. And everyone knows that, hey, you still got friends here and there. Um, Let's have a dinner, you know, every year, at least once a year. That'd be a way for us to catch up because we're all busy people. We're all working. We're all going to school in these different cities and areas. So yeah. it's hard. It's hard for everyone. What's up? It's hard for it's my other sister. <laughs> you're saying something no oh i was about to like, go, ahead. Continue. go ahead no i was just saying like it's it's so funny because you talk about being so busy honestly some of the people in that group i only see at the dinners yeah or at least the past couple of years that's how it's been i've only seen them at the dinners and it's like such a low maintenance relationship but it's mm-hmm. one of the best ones like we just show up and it's like oh we've been friends you know forever this whole time yeah what's new what's good cool see you next year honestly that's um, what, yeah it's like a group of just yeah. low maintenance friendships where like you come yeah. together you... but at the same time <laughs> it's kind of like and we we're actually discussing it literally this this reunion that just happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we were it, it, it specifically came up when we were reminiscing about high school memories. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about how like oh we used to see each other all the time in the hallways. We'd always pass around each other. We spent a lot of time together. Oh yeah, um, lunches and everything. And yeah, and everyone understood. Like we became adults. We went our own ways. Um, we never truly separated, but we all kind of branched out. Um, but we we kind of came to a point where it's like we missed that. We missed having that in our lives, like just seeing each other around and just doing the dumb, goofy stuff that we do. Um, we always just had good fun all the time. Mm-hmm. So this reunion, um, kind of near the end, um, one of my best friends who showed up, probably the only other girl that showed up, um who wasn't a girlfriend yeah um or a wife at the group but you know one of the other girls uh we're like we should hang out like we should make an effort to you know she's more of a see each other person though yeah (laughs) like she she really is she is that person who would do it who could do it you know what you're right so we we we, we kind of have that thing where we feed off of each other. We're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so by the time, by the end, we're like, okay, guys, we're gonna do this thing. You know, exchanging phone numbers again because I found out I actually didn't have Cameron's number. Damn, that's crazy. We just talked a lot, but never actually had each other's <laughs> number. I was like, okay. I don't think I have Cameron's number because his number kind of changes from time to time. So I don't think I have his updated yeah. number. Everything I, I send his... him. Yeah. 
everything I send him is from on Instagram DMs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I talked to him on Instagram too. Oh, that's, like, that's awesome. so weird. How do I know this guy for years and only have him on Instagram? So we got his number and Humboy has a kid, so we're like, yeah. we gotta baby cute as shit, you know, we gotta we gotta see this kid, we gotta see him. Um, Yo, at the party, I'm not gonna lie, boys. <laughs> everyone's mingling talking right at the dinner we're all chilling sharing stories then the baby comes in Janae's 100% of her attention whoosh right to the baby and after that 5-10 minutes later I see Janae holding the baby and that's like that's the whole night Janae's just playing (laughs) with the baby and that's just amazing but yeah um yeah i just i like cute little (laughs) creatures it's crazy what a baby can do to like a gathering right i know like here we are but just a bunch of you know just a bunch of boys and our baby came in and we're like oh everybody was like everyone honestly all the guys even even alex was just like oh my god baby yeah (laughs) oh man it was it was fun I like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like I had like a weird like woke moment. I was like, oh my god, we're adults! Like we're we're yeah. all cooing over a freaking baby. I hate it though, because I mean, I always so here's the weird part for me on that night, right? A lot of my friends that came through, or at least I guess half of them, because the other half, um, but the half that came yeah. through were um, uh, they have girlfriends and wives. They're all like paired up and everything, right? And I got to meet quite a few of them. And it was just a very surreal just environment. I was just sitting there just looking around and I was like, Whoa, you have a girlfriend. Well, more so I wanna say long term relationships. Yeah, not even like not a short term. Girlfriend, it's long term. Like these these are your like girl has been, been a short year. term, but these are like have been around i'm just like whoa yeah like all of these guys it was mainly the guys who have girlfriends right none of the girls showed up with any boys that's all i'm saying there's only two of us there should have been a third all right don't get me started on this (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that was that was interesting because so at the start of it right like the first two years Mm -hmm. i would always talk to nathaniel but i'm like dude one day we're all going to be chilling and then we're all going to probably have to meet each other's significant other and this and that. And like three years ago, that was like such a weird concept because none of us were like seeing anyone. We're all focused on school. And if we ever did, we're just thinking like, Oh, just be like someone, you know, just like a random fling. Right. But then everyone is like, committed and out here and like real strong relationships going at it and it's just like this is real life kind of snuck up on you yeah it's it's weird because i'm like oh it's 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 the guys it's it's this guy (laughs) look at this guy no way and then like now he's in a long-term relationship and i'm like this guy which guy are you talking about what the heck? <laughs> well, cause like Cameron, we never expected <laughs> oh, to have a kid. Cameron, okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's then Nathaniel's a thing. That boy wild. Yep. And then well no, I feel like Marco, I've always I've always seen him being in a long term relationship. Mm, yeah. Alex was one that threw me off too. <laughs> I was well. just like, oh he was huh? <laughs> you what now? Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a nice reminiscent of everything. I mean, we're about to hit our limit here, so I guess we won't get to our second subject today. Um, we never had a second subject? We did. We did. But it's just that we're already at the 50-minute mark. Oh. Or like the 40-minute mark, I think, because I'm going to have yeah. to cut some of that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because of it, I don't think we can go on to the second subject because it was kind of a bigger one it's about uh, millennials in Europe who are completely opposite to the millennials in the US in terms are of like are we even millennials? yeah everyone born from 81 to 96 nerd can't relate freaking 2001 baby <laughs> excuse you don't even. I'm offended. Janae's is a zoomer. <laughs> All the more reason I'm a millennial. I'm so offended. I'm so triggered right now. Janae's a zoomer. <laughs> okay, dude. Uh, well, hey, that's been your weekly, monthly, I don't know how long this will take <laughs> to come out. To timestamp it, this was filmed on December 23rd, 2019. Bi-annually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we filmed like four a year now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I mean, updates on that. I have saved enough money to buy an audio recorder, an external audio recorder. So because of this, we will be able to do in-person, in-person podcasts. You say, you say what I think you're saying? I think you know what I'm saying. If I'm putting it down and you're picking it up and you're flipping it around, you know, like a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. This is what I'm saying. Um, hopefully next week I'll be able to go out and buy that. And then I'll figure so, out how to record a video. Because that's going to be a pain in the butt. I'm also figuring out how to record videos. <laughs> so yeah, See I mean, 2020 is going to be fun. Um, I'm, I guess, instead of before spoiling too much, but I feel like I could talk about it on the podcast. I don't really care. It's my project. Um, I sent Janae a script, not a script. I sent her a treatment on a film, a short film that is going to be out of this world. <laughs> literally literally um so we're gonna figure that out i'm writing it right now um after i get this script done i'll be able to build assets for the film is that gonna come before or after the other stuff in terms of documentaries and stuff just things that you've emailed me so this will be in tandem with it so i'll be working on the background I'll be working in the background for this stuff. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for an answer Sorry, or something. There's movement in my house. Oh, okay. Um, but 
but yeah so that'll be i'll be working on that it's like a personal project almost so i'm working on that on my own until i'm able to build the assets for this project and come yeah. up with like a pitch so this is a different video or this is a different film because it won't be like our other films in terms of us doing the production ourselves fully usually with one actor or two this will be with i mean again one two actors but it's going to be a whole plethora of filmmakers that i would like to get on board and to help me with this in terms of um camera operators drone pilots um, people who scout and produce the film um, and then I'll be doing the main editing CGI and coloring as well as directing because you know I'm a control freak like that um, people will be helping us with the sound um, <laughs> we'll also have producers and um, composers helping us with the um, composition and the score of the film that's another big goal of 2019 2020 oh god it's weird um is to have all their know. films with original compositions by composers but see like you talk about these things and i'm like it sounds so cool but i in no way contribute to anything i mean i'm gonna send you the script and then you could help edit that but at this point it's very early on that's why i need to build the assets yeah um, and and become, come out with like a proof kind of video, right? Like to show these other creators that hey, I've got a solid idea, yeah. or hey, I I have the skills to make this thing a reality, so your time's not wasted because it's a passion project, right? Yeah. So no one's getting paid for this, right? We're not paying them. Right. LM's not paying them. We don't have producers coming in to pay for them. All the money that we do must drop for this film, whether it be through lost millennials or producers or or investors. That's going to be used on the production for the production of the film. And if anyone does get paid, I'll, I'll make sure people get paid. And, and I mean, this ties back into the um, one of the episodes from the Founder Hour, um, the episode with Everett Taylor. Um, he is a CMO of a lot of big businesses, a serial entrepreneur. But he talks about mm -hmm. how entrepreneurship and all this is becoming cool and stuff again right and like you know wanting to start yeah. a startup is amazing and cool but um in reality is and if you're going to work for a startup it sounds so cool and all that right um but in reality is if you are the owner and ceo of a startup you're working 100 plus hours a week for the startup right if you are a worker for the startup you're working as much as the owner at times um, for yeah. the startup. And then in the rare chance that you get lucky, right? He, he was talking about how you should have the drive and passion to do this and do this because you love this, not because of the money. Um, because in money-wise, even if you're making like a million dollars, right? At the end of the year, you made a million dollars. After all production costs, all the renting costs, all the costs cut out, um, a founder or a CEO is lucky. If they're lucky, they would be able to cut themselves a check and pay themselves for $50,000. That's if they're super lucky. Yeah. So again, so I mean, again, I'm, I'm the type of person who uh, I'm the last person that I want to do all that for. I do want to like, the only way I could reciprocate 
paying these people, I guess, in terms of giving value back to them is making sure this thing that they're working on is amazing and something worth them putting on their their portfolios, their reels for them to get actual work that pays yeah. that's for something similar. Because I think that's, again, I heard on the Ashthorpe podcast or the Collective podcast, um, which is a podcast by Ashthorpe, who is a designer, CGI artist, um, just a whole bunch of other things. He's a director, filmmaker. He did um, Ender's Games. He did um, Ghost in the Shell, right? He did the CGI and stuff for all this stuff. Um, yeah. So he's a big guy in the film world. Um, but him and, and on his podcast, he brings all these creatives on, right? People who are in the film world, who are in the photography world, who are just creatives in general, freelancing mainly, or even working at studios. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. But... Yes. So, yeah, I remember. Um, he was talking about how um, personal projects or passion projects are basically a way to show people, to show investors or to show companies like Disney or something, right? That, hey, I'm able to make this product. This is the skill level I'm at. Look what I made without right. any money, without anyone paying me for it. This is where I'm at as a creative, as a professional, as an artist. Yeah. That came from the conversation he was having about his current film that he's making, which is held in the Star Wars universe, but it's like completely different characters and all this crazy stuff, but he's making his own like spaceships for it. He's making his own like everything, right? They're writing it and everything. Yeah. And again, he's collaborating a bunch with a bunch of different creators on that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's where, again, all these different sources of knowledge and wealth i guess are coming together in me and i see i guess now that i'm coming to the end and we're concluding this podcast i'm able to realize that hey this is how i'm wanting to become a this is the kind of leader i'm kind of kind of want to be and this is kind of how all the podcasts all the readings and and all the absorbing all this knowledge yeah. that i'm taking in that's how i'm I mean, and same here, like being the other part of Lost Millennials, I want to show that I'm not just a person of a title. It's not just because I, I'm here because I want to be here and I want to learn. And I feel like with the exposure of jumping on these projects and trying to get more skills, you know, it really kind of shows the type of work we can do. Like we started with just like little two, Halloween three, videos, three boys just making Halloween videos to like. <laughs> escalate like it's you know yeah in about um it's really cool to see like how we first started just like oh you know i have an idea let's just run with it mm -hmm. to like now we're trying to make productions now we're trying to um build on build on where we started and get bigger it's like well and it's cool because like you know you're you as a leader like okay i'm you, you start sending me all these boards and all these documents and these scripts that i'm looking over and i'm like okay i need to step up my game so that when we do these things i'm out there too yeah. like we're all we're all out there like you said the leader you put in 100 hours workers put in 100 hours equally no, I guess so yeah. i have a lot of faith in the projects we have coming up i think it's gonna be pretty dope another yeah. part about me i guess you could tell by the documents i guess you get a test to this I'm very OCD when it comes to details. Yeah. <laughs> I give a... You're always like, okay, Janae, here's everything. 
what are your questions? I'm like, do I have questions? Like, I think you asked the questions for me and then answered them in the same document. Yeah. So that's literally <laughs> like how it's gone. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I just like being thorough. I just, I mean, and it's good. Cause like, especially moving forward, even if I do ask a question, you're like, Oh my God. And we, you know, we're able to get answers quickly. Mm-hmm. So we're not exactly wasting time. So that came from Jason had this comment the other night at dinner. He's like, yeah, you ask Habib for like a link to something to the cameras. I linked you, right? And he's like, yeah, you ask mm-hmm. him for something and he sends you like three links. And I'm like, what do you mean? Is that a bad thing? He's like, I'm just saying that's just who you are. If someone says you sent yeah. them like <laughs> five links for something they asked for i'm like dude i just want them to have like an informed decision jeez louise it's funny because you forgot to yeah <laughs> i was like i was like oh you know you remember this recommendation i'm gonna go with it and you're like huh yeah at like, the yeah. dinner <laughs> and then i look back on my text i'm like did i send that text and yeah i did i looked at my phone I'm yeah, like, I did. like it's one of the many recommendations you you got to me <laughs> yeah again which comes back to, oh my god i completely forgot about doing the memory loss stuff oh no oh yeah you even wrote it down you even paused to say it oh no <laughs> we moved right past it uh, uh i guess we'll talk about my short-term memory loss in a future episode boy same but i really need to go get tested and stuff because i have a fear that i have like i don't know early onset alzheimer's or something i don't think you can be worse than me i forget a lot i forget a lot challenge accepted because i i I could be in a conversation and forget the same conversation oh same here i'll just be sitting there like Like i'm like where did where did we start again (laughs) Yeah, bad thing is for me is because I, I start daydreaming and stuff and imagining like all these other stories and stuff I could be making or how to mm-hmm. improve. On, at the dinner, I was talking to everyone, but then I would go blank, right? Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. In my mind, I was thinking of like plot lines and, and how the script should go for for the film. And I'm like, oh. We're no. similar di- but different because you think plot lines and storylines. For me, it's like my mind jumps. Like I'll have one idea and I'm talking about one thing. But in my head, my mind's like, oh, that one thing's related to three other things. Mm -hmm. And so my mind does like a jump. And then I forget where I started. And so in the middle of the conversation, I'm like going on a tangent. I'm like, but I, I don't know how what I'm saying is related to what we were talking about. (laughs) My bad. Yeah. No. new conversation oops or that like in the conversation i'll jump back to like just a random thing that was said earlier and i'm like this is random but like this yeah and this yeah <laughs> and they're like huh and i'm like don't worry about it it's yeah <laughs> like I, my, I do a jump it's weird i'm weird oh man uh oops i goofed up sorry okay well this has been the eighth episode of the sunday vibes podcast season number two i really don't know what's been happening um i don't know when there you go mary pugmas it is december 23rd it is december 23rd when we're filming this so 
Well, this is probably summer when you're listening to this. <laughs> Damn. Um, dude, it's been crazy because I have like episode nine and ten already written out in terms of like subjects I want to cover there. What episode are we in now? Eight. We just finished up eight. So I've the I've the next two episodes already written out in terms of subjects and stuff. Which might get very old very soon because I kind of talked about like some of this stuff, like entrepreneurship and stuff. And also it might be three months until we film the next one. Probably, most likely. You know, you never I know. Just called you us never out. know. You never know. Um well yeah, anything else you want to end on? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was, I was thinking, we'll probably keep going for another hour. I was thinking I could get some like, you know, bumper time for me to type this thing out. But you know what? I guess oh, not. But like, oh, but speaking of. Um, nope, we're good. All right. Well, you thank know, you very I'm much good. for watching the Sunday Wives <laughs> podcast. This has been your host, Habib, with my co-host, Janae. You can find her at underscore J-E-N-N-B-I-I underscore on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the Lost Millennials uh, Studios at Lost X Studios on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Sunday Vibes Podcast every Sundays, every now and then. I don't know when. Um, hopefully, because I'm getting this recorder, we're going to be able to record a lot more stuff. <laughs> um, and a lot more higher quality stuff instead of having like poor quality and everything. Oh, man. It's a, it's a, it's a battle. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then, oh, yeah, me, Habib Edits. Hi, how you doing? All the links that we talked about in this podcast are going to be in the description below. If you want to get educated on other stuff, go ahead, have a look. I'll even put my um, show notes on, like, the notes I took from the news article and everything. But, yeah, that's happening to me. Peace. Like, I look like my MySpace profile. You had a MySpace? Yeah, for like two seconds. I never had a MySpace. I don't think I was ever... Oh, wait, no, I did have a MySpace once. Am I more of a millennial than you? No, no, I did have a MySpace. I did have a MySpace. Triggered. Because I remember Tom was automatically your friend. Yeah. And I was like, who's this Tom (laughs) guy? Because I was like four or or eight making this, right? I was like eight years old making this and then my mom goes oh that's nice you have a friend and I'm like you have a friend and like looking back on this I'm like where's the urgency of your little kid having a grown adult friend on an online platform why were you not concerned that was before pedophiles were invented so I just wanted to see your face. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. I'm here all week. This is what happens when Janae doesn't have work, huh? And also when Janae had coffee an hour ago. An hour ago? It's 1130, dude.